Welcome to Half Past Ja. Look at us. It's K2. What are we talking about today? Everybody, today on the podcast, Half Past Ja, we're going to be talking about why I picked a white woman <laughs> to be my wife, my lovely wife. And um, it's going to be an interesting episode. I hate making things about race, okay? Now, I, I don't like talking about it, but this world loves talking about race. And so that's why we're going to mention it. That's why we're going to be talking about it. I know a lot of comments that I've gotten in the past are like, way to like downsize somebody to just their race or something like that. But these are things that we need to talk about because it is such an important topic that um, that we deal with in society. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Well, and think how many interracial couples there are, right? It's not like we're Talking, I mean, we're talking about it in a way that's uplifting, I think, that gives people encouragement and support and knowing that they're heard and seen in their own relationships Yeah. because it's not something that's talked about super often. Mm-hmm. And I think, we, especially we know a ton of interracial couples and all different kinds of races. Every, I mean, like, not just white and Indian, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many different kinds. And we yeah. had quite a few people come up to us in New York, which is so cool. Um, that were in interracial relationships. And so this kind of guided us, I think, to make this podcast episode because we were feeling quite inspired, let me just say. I guess it makes me realize that a lot of people are sometimes afraid to talk about this topic just because you can get so much backlash on um, some of the comments. And and it's one of those things where you aren't ever going to move forward if you don't talk about it. Well, we've already gotten so many negative comments, so, yeah. you know, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter No, anymore. it does not. It we're does here. We're not. here to talk about it. We're excited. We've lived through it for years. We've been together eight years almost, which is nuts. So we've had, we have quite a lot of things to say about it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that this is going to be one of those episodes where we're going to get pretty deep into it. Let's get deep. Yeah. Let, just wait for all the clips that we're going to have that we're going to post. People are going <laughs> to... People are going to have a field day in yeah. the comments section, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I think, this is, like I said, I think this is a really relevant topic. So many people in this world go through this, and it's not talked about enough. And so many people have a really hard time dealing with it and going through it, and that's kind of what we're here for today because both of us have gone through through it. Me on one side, K2 on the other. Um, it, he's dealt with the family aspect and the cultural aspect and having to tell people, essentially. And mm-hmm. so there are all kinds of things that we're going to walk through. We're going to walk through the process, how it's affected Sikaitu and us, Sikaitu and us, Sikaitu and I, um, and what it's like, I guess, you know, being an interracial couple and being Indian American in the U.S. So we're going to get into all of that. And I'm really excited. Are you? I'm very excited. I'm really excited. Okay, so K2, I'm going to ask you the main question of the podcast. We're just going to get right into it. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> the most blunt question is, why did you pick a white woman? But I can rephrase it as, why did you decide to date someone outside of your date slash get engaged to slash marry somebody outside of your culture? Let's just dive right in. Because I hate Indian people. Oh my God. That's what people like to assume, okay? Please don't cancel oh, okay. me. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. I'm like, no! <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, listen. It's not that you're white that I picked you. It's because of you. Yeah, and exactly. um, I, I, I think a lot of people like to um, attack either race. Like... Like, um, like for you, people are like, why are you with an Indian person? And for me, a lot of people have said, why are you with a white person? It's like, what, what are you talking about? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? And so 
Um, even like here, uh, a lot of people like the, going back to the question, why, um, the reason mainly was, uh, first of all, Hallie is a amazing person. She has a personality and, um, sense of humor like no other. Okay. And when I first met Hallie, um, the first thing that, uh, I really, really loved about her was the fact that she loved my culture. Like she loved it more than anything, more than I did myself. (laughs) And so, um, she helped me understand how valuable my culture was and how it made me proud to be in the skin that I'm in. And, um, I think that was one of the biggest reasons I picked you. You picked me. And so, um, that's not really about being white. So I'm not going to, technically there is no answer to this question, Yeah. but, um, that's, that's the answer I have. Well, I asked it specifically in that way because we have so many people come at us for saying some of the comments that I've seen lately have been absolutely ridiculous. Um, just, you know, saying, well, why, why'd you pick a brown guy? Why'd you pick an Indian guy? Like the meanest things. And it totally, it, it's shocking to me that in the country that we live in, in today's society, today's generation, like how accepting we are of everything, that people are so pressed about this. Mm-hmm. Why are you making it about race? Why can we not just be two people that love each other, that I love your qualities, you love mine. Why can't that just be the end of it? Why does it have to be, no. why do you love an Indian man? Well, what like just the meanest, most horrible things that I've read. But I just, I hate it. A lot of the time, those people are just behind a screen. They would they never are. say um, anything in person. So like we don't hear about it often, right? And, yeah. and um, it's because, doesn't happen it can't happen publicly but it's not going to happen as often as you would think but when it comes to like doing things online there's a lot of cyber bullies out there i know and if you're sorry if you're really that pressed about it look within what's going on did something (laughs) happen to you seriously i just i don't understand i don't understand well i mean i guess this is a whole different conversation but leaving mean comments like that i mean i only read them because like a couple i read a couple because they popped up on my like mm-hmm. notifications or whatever because i turn my notifications off because i usually just don't read anything like i don't read i don't really care um comments don't bother me like they used to i think maybe a long time ago they did especially when we first started kind of becoming a little bit bigger on like tiktok or um youtube or anything like that like people have always kind of said yeah. things and we just kind of brush it off there was one point in time where it kind of offended me but i mean realistically like i'm never going to meet these people they're complete strangers they don't mm-hmm. know me i don't know them i don't care yeah. That's the bottom line. So, K2, one of the biggest influences in anybody's life is family, yeah. right? Um, family coming from Indian culture. How do you feel like that played a role in your dating decisions and your love life? Um, Not really at all. Like, I know, like, uh, when you're growing up, you know, in America, like, American, uh, Indian, like, household, um, you're kind of told, like, hey... This is your culture. You marry into your culture, right? Um, like, a lot of times, a Patel will marry a Patel. Like, it's very uncommon. Like, you th- you think that's kind of weird, but there's a lot of Patels out there, everyone. And so, <laughs> yes. a lot of times, a Patel will marry a Patel. And um, this is uh, pretty common. And I have, uh, I never planned on doing that. Like, it wasn't like a goal, like, oh, I'm going to find a Patel. So I just want to ask, too, because 
you were born in India, mm-hmm. correct? And then yeah. you moved here when you were how old? I was three and a half when I moved to America. So you would say, you've, I mean, your whole life you've grown up in yeah. the U.S., in Indiana. According to the comments, according to the people in America and the people who watch us, or not everybody, everyone's really nice. There's just a few out there. They would say I am whitewashed. <laughs> I would get into that later. We will talk about that. But, but yes, yes. I was, okay. I was, I'm pretty much, I'm, yeah. I'm from India, came here when I was three. You're just um, a baby. And I guess the the uh, since I was a little kid, um, dating and stuff wasn't really talked about, so I didn't I had to learn all that stuff on my own. Um, I saw a lot of people like doing the dating, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of my friends and stuff, and they were like in third grade, fourth grade having a girlfriend. I was like, Wow, that's kind of crazy. They need to put their school first. I know. <laughs> and so I was always told education first, education first. Which I agree with. I agree with education first, but there's a certain degree of that. Like you need to have fun as well as putting your education first uh, because you can get burnt out pretty quick and you don't want to do that. How old were you when you discovered that? Um, I say I was probably in college. Like I started having fun when I was in high school, just like hanging out with friends after school. I never hung out with any friends at all until I was in 10th grade outside of school. Like I had never met somebody outside of school. 10th grade? Until what, were you like 15, grade. 15, 16? Yeah. Yeah, it was wow. nuts because all I did when I went home, the second I got home, I did homework. I did homework, went to bed or I, or I played Xbox, you know, you know, but um, that's all I did. And so it, 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 it never like crossed my mind to, um, yeah, it never crossed my mind to like hang out with other people, have fun or anything like that. I had fun. I played outside and did all those things, but I didn't like actively like go hang out with friends that I had in school. Yeah, that's interesting. So when do you feel like you first really started thinking seriously about relationships? When did you in your head think, oh, I want a girlfriend. I want a girlfriend so bad. I want to do all um, these things. I want to hang out with her after school. When did you first start feeling that way? Probably seventh grade. <laughs> This is pretty young, yeah. But seventh grade was like when I was like, I became conscious about my own. <laughs> you you gained yeah. consciousness, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And so, um, so when I started like really noticing girls in a way, and um, uh, I I was I was always I always wanted a girlfriend, but you know I wasn't gonna tell my parents. I was in seventh grade. I wasn't gonna get a car, and so I I never really actively um, made that decision. But then the second. I got a car, a 17 or 16 and a half or something like that. You were like young that. to get a car. I didn't get a car until I was like almost 18. Yeah, no, I got a, I got a 1997 Toyota Camry. It was great. That's a chick magnet uh, right there. Yeah, it was perfect. And wow. so like the second I got the car and I was out of the house, like, man, I could have a girlfriend and not tell my parents. Was that the defining factor? Like you just didn't want to have to hide it from your parents at all. And then you finally decided, oh, when I get my car, I have enough freedom. I can go out and be my own person. Um... I would say that. I mean, like, my biggest fear was my parents finding out that I had a girlfriend. It was a big fear. And so it was one of those things where um, how I, how could I go out with a girl without them knowing? And the only thing that I could think of was having a car. But it wasn't like, oh, I have a car. I'm going to have a girlfriend now. That's not, like, that's not what I'm trying to say either. Mm-hmm. But, like, once I got the car, I was like, I started to gain another kind of consciousness. And I was like, oh, my God, I have ideas. And uh, ended up just like happening in a way, and um, that's 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 the story behind 
parent influence. I, it, the reason I had to hide is because the girls in my school, I mean, there was a few Indian girls in my school, but it wasn't like, they weren't like close to me in any way. And I ended up getting really close to other people and um, they were not Indian. And so when that happened, I was, I was kind of, I was scared to tell my parents for sure. I wasn't going to do it. There's no way that was going to happen. I didn't feel like getting slapped that day. Well, because you weren't like serious enough. I don't. I mean, high school, you're not like really serious yeah. enough about anybody. But I mean, we were together in high school. That's that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But continue. And um, when that happened, like when we actually got together, and I we started getting more serious, um, telling my parents still scared the crap out of me, and it ended up not being like it. It didn't go as planned at all. Like, they were still like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Like, hey, this is not a good, like, good. You need to focus on your education. You're going to fail at your classes. Lo and behold, I uh, broke up with Hallie after they had told me that. And uh, my grades plummeted. Absolutely plummeted. Because I was so, I had a broken heart. Would you agree? Having a broken heart is the worst feeling. Everybody knows that feeling, and it's so horrible and painful. And the first time you go through it is absolutely the worst. Um, So I want to ask, why were you so afraid of your parents? I mean, I I completely understand the mindset. They brought you here when you were a baby. They want you to achieve great things and then consider your relationships later on. I understand that. But I want to hear from you. Why were you very afraid of your parents? I mean, was that instilled in you growing up? Like it was just something you didn't talk about. So Um, you weren't super comfortable to talk about it. I was afraid to express. This happens in a lot of Asian communities. We don't usually talk about feelings with your parents, you know? Um, And so like I had never like had that depth. Now we do. Now, me and my parents definitely talk about this kind of stuff. At least I bring it up sometimes here and there. But um, it, it, in like the Asian household, you just don't really talk about feelings. And um, even when you do talk about them, sometimes they can be dismissed or um, not fully like exp- like the. It's just not talked about, okay? And um, what was the question again? <laughs> why are you afraid of your parents? Yeah. Uh, not afraid of your parents, but why are you afraid to come to them with this kind of information, feelings that you have? The reason was I kind of knew what to expect. It's because, like, they had this idea of their children being successful, right? And the second a relationship comes into that, that kind of manipulates the success. I, I, that's how I saw it. Maybe it wasn't the way they saw it, but to me, I was like, in my head, I was always told like, hey, education first, and then you can get a girlfriend after you finish. Like, get your job, get get a good, like, paying job and and make it happen before you do anything like that and so that was just my goal but my question to you is so you just grew up i mean it was like ingrained in your mind i have to be successful first and then i have a relationship i can't be successful if i have a relationship is that the mindset that you had that's kind of i in my head it's like if you have a girlfriend you're not going to be able to focus on education that's what i was told okay um Guess what? 
That's not true. You actually did worse in your education <laughs> without your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I and so that's like the main reason I was scared was telling my parents and then them saying, nope, that's not allowed. That's it. But if you think about how old you were at the time, wouldn't it be fair to say that you're your own person? There's no such thing as being your own person in the Indian community, I don't think. <laughs> well, but I understand that, too, because just being in your family and I see how in-depth your relationships are and how you guys have a full-on community. Like, somebody's having a dinner party, like, this many people come. Like, you have more of a sense of yeah. community than my family's really small. So, like, we don't have that. So, it's like, if you're saying that to your parents, you're essentially saying it to everybody, right? And, like, um, everybody's going to know about it. I think there is a sense of like um, pride in a way. Like if one person, like there's a lot of status um, built into cultures and not just like the Indian community, but like a lot of different other cultures. And so uh, if one thing bad happens in your family, then the a whole community is going to hear about it. And um, <laughs> not saying being with a white person is bad, everybody. It's not bad, but uh, there is there's like, a, like there's a, a stigma reputation involved. And I think that is something that a lot of Indian families have to deal with. Yeah. Um, very interesting uh it is very much kind of like from what i've seen kind of a pride thing and a status thing and they just like to keep patel patel like you're patel you marry patel um and i get that because i i don't know it just i get it hey it's worked so far i think the um if you look at like the um, salary, whatever in, oh my gosh. in the uh, United States, like um, American Indians are the highest salary based <laughs> in the United States, which is kind of crazy. That's for the money um, episode. That's for the money episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have another question for you. So did you always, who, when you were little, who did you envision yourself ending up with one day? Um, that's a great question. Okay, so when I was little, I did not have a vision of being with an Indian person. It's really? kind of like it's kind of like hard to believe, but the re- there's a reason for that. Like, I went to a small school, not a small school, but Pretty I went to a, a medium-sized school in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> there was probably five Indian students out of the entire school. I was not. I did not have the diversity that a lot of people in, let's say, New Jersey would have or uh, other parts of the United States. Other parts that have like a much larger Indian population. I'm in freaking Indiana, okay? (laughs) So I was just surrounded by these white people. What can you do? What can you do? And and so when I was growing up here, I kind of just assumed, oh, I'm going to be with my person. There's not really anybody else out there. Um, Not in a negative way, but in one of those like okay this is what i'm surrounded by this is kind of like what to expect and the one thing that definitely wasn't going to happen was an arranged marriage because that was going to be my next question was that ever a conversation did you ever think that your parents were going to set you up like did your mom ever want to get you an arranged marriage like tell me all about that so i knew that was never going to happen because in my family i don't think it's as common like my parents did a love marriage that's called love marriage yeah, in india yeah love marriage so explain the difference between a love marriage and an arranged marriage uh, arranged as you can see in the word it's arranged by your parents in a way <laughs> um and then a love marriage is when you find somebody you love and marry them who would have thought just like a natu- like a love marriage is just like a normal yeah. typical marriage that you would have here 
you know, typical and so most common. My parents were that way, and um, so were a lot of my sisters. And so uh, this is kind of what I've always seen. So I was like, eh, no, arranged marriage is not going to happen. And so I was pretty confident of that. Like my parents were like, hey, you find whoever you want. Little did I know, they wanted an Indian person. <laughs> Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> Guilty again. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's it, yeah, that's my answer to that. So that was kind of a topic. I mean, it, I I'm just I'm trying to envision. I mean, obviously we went through the situation together, where you had more hardships to face when you were actually telling your parents. Because I'm just trying to envision growing up with this, having everybody in your family marry a Patel, right? Like that's the most common thing. That's the trend. Except one sister did not do that. Oh, that's true. But he is Indian. Yes, he is Indian. But he is—he's not white. So that not white. <laughs> so I can imagine. It when you the brought blow me blow around, yeah. they're like, <laughs> who, "Who is she? Yeah. Why is she here? Does she eat spicy food? Like what? Like who is she? Like yeah. what the heck? Why Suketu? Why did you bring? Oh, Suketu." Suketu, that's one thing that people hated me on because the last video said skate, like yeah. autocorrected caption. Anyways, Suketu. Um, I just, I, I, I think about that all the time, what you were going through and what you had to deal with when I wasn't around of you bringing this white girl around. And like, obviously I was serious enough that it was a serious enough relationship that you were bringing me around. You yeah. wouldn't just bring around somebody that you were with, you were with, not that long to seri- to a situation that was that serious. Mm-hmm. That's ju- that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I think um, overall, they kind of knew this was going to happen, but they didn't want to believe it. That's, that's the end of the story on that one. Yeah. So next, I want to move on to being Indian in America and the, yeah. the toll, not the toll, um, just the effect that that has had on you. So like you said, you didn't Growing up in Indiana, you didn't really envision yourself ending up with an Indian woman. Um, And so what do you think, like, when you started going to public school and, like, in the extracurriculars that you're a part of, how did that have an influence on your love life? Um, Like, whenever I went to school, I mean, it's just everybody's. Everybody in Indiana is like white. I'm sorry. It's just it's just a fact. And so, like, that that was kind of who I was surrounded by. And, um that's the direction that i mean it, it i was involved was in a lot yeah it was gonna happen <laughs> and um yeah being indian in this it's hard to be like okay i had a lot I had, all the all the indians knew each other in the school that we went to and so we were really good friends and um we all we all hung out, especially in our like homeroom, because they put all the Patels in the same room, and uh, we we got to like hang out a lot, and we fit in very well with each other. And then we also f- tried to fit in very well with everyone else. Uh, but a lot of things, a, a lot of struggle that Indian Americans go through, not just Indian Americans, Asian Americans, all these people, is when you come here, you get put into a school system that isn't as diverse or, or, or anything like that. And it makes you feel like, okay, you don't fit into this group, but you also don't fit into this group. So like for me, it was like, okay, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm Indian, but like there aren't enough Indians for me to fit into the Indian group. And I'm not, a, I'm not white or American. So like, 
I, I don't fit into this this group either. So I was like in this in-between. I feel like a lot of people go through that in-between and it's, it's difficult. It actually is a lot. It messes with your head a lot more than you would think. You don't actually sure. fully realize these things until you're in a relationship and uh, or not in a relationship, but just like realizing like the effects that it had on you as you were growing up. And you don't, yeah, like you don't really realize that until you finally feel seen or heard and you're like, oh, this is what acceptance and love and mm-hmm. being seen feels like. Yeah. So I guess overall, it's it's one of those things that you just need to like have the emotional intelligence to be able to realize, hey, you do fit into these groups. You don't have to look a certain way to fit into these groups. And um you don't, yeah, I, I, I don't think that that's as important as, as people make it out to be. But it, it's hard to realize that, especially when society is telling you a different thing. So this is a comment that we've seen a lot. How do you feel about people using the term whitewashed for you? Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid term. I think it's dumb. I get it. I don't even have like an Indian accent. I don't, I've been here since I was three, but I still fully like, I, I 100%, like I don't say that I'm American like I, I, I'm proud to be American. Yes. But like if somebody asked me what are, I'm Indian, you know, like I, I am Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't, I know how to, sp- I know how to speak Gujarati. I don't know how to write or read it, but according to TikTok, you don't know how to speak Gujarati. <laughs> Apparently I don't know how to speak Gujarati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very, um, I'm from a very small little town in India. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how to speak it properly, I would say. So anyways, um, Overall, I think that, what's the question again? <laughs> How do you feel about people yeah. coining Pink you as a whitewashed? I don't, I don't like the term whitewashed at all uh, because it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, obviously, I have been in this country for a long time and I've been surrounded by a lot of white people. And it's so an I don't think it's, a, I, I think that the term whitewashing is a really negative term. Whereas I don't think it's, I don't think it's very negative at all. Um, well, I agree. I hate that people say that towards you because number one, they don't know you. They just see a persona and a version of you online and your videos, whatever. I just don't think that's fair to degrade somebody down like that, to, de- to take that part yeah. of you away when you're fully Indian and you love that. And I love that about you and you're American as well. So I just, to me, there are so many parts of you that you have from your Indian culture that make you special and Mm -hmm. unique that everyone loves. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not fair for people to say, Oh, well he's whitewashed. No, you still have those very special qualities about you just because you're not living in India or you, like you said, you don't have an Indian accent. Who cares? You're still Indian and you're proud Mm -hmm. to be Indian. So it's not fair that people say that about you. Yes. You're with a white woman, me. I am very white. I take pride in that. I'm very basic. I'm very white. I understand that. But it's not fair for people to degrade you down to that. Yeah. And you can't win either way. No. So, like, you come, let's say you just come to this country from India. They're going to call you a fob, fresh (laughs) off the boat. Okay? That's what they do. And then you stay in this country for too long. Like, who's calling you this? This is the thing. Okay? There's a lot of your own culture will bring you down a lot of the times. Um, there's, it's, it's very unlikely that somebody outside of your culture is the one doing this. It's mainly the people within, like Indian people going to do this or whatever, okay? That's what I've seen. This is just my opinion. Don't have to agree with it, but this is what I've seen. And so 
you come to this country as an Indian and you're brand new, you have an Indian accent, you're going to be called fop. That's just what that's just what I've seen, okay? Fresh off the boat. And uh, let's say you've been in this country for a long time, like me. You're going to be called ABCD. <laughs> do you know what that means, Hallie? I do, but I can't think. You say It's it. the same thing as being whitewashed, okay? I'm okay. not, it's just the same thing. And um, so like, there's no, like, what is the in-between? What do you want? Like, what do you want? Yeah, that's one of those things. It's just like, it's frustrating because there is no winning in this situation. It's one of those things that you just kind of have to put in one ear and out the other. Well, deep down, you know what you are. Yeah, exactly. You know what you represent. So that's all that matters. That's true. That's the thing. And as long as I understand that too, and I'm here for you and I support you and however you, you know, like just, it, Mm -hmm. it, it pains me that people say that to you because it's... Yeah. That's degrading such a part of you that's so special. And just, yeah, like you said, let it go in one ear, out the other. As long as you know what matters to you, that's all that's important. Yep, so, I agree. Yes. Um, so next, with that, my question to you is, how has our relationship, me being from America, me being white, how has this impacted you in your culture? I have actually grown into my culture even more um, because I get to – take Hallie to Gerba. I get to take her to uh, Diwali events. I get to show her all these different parts of my culture. And not only that, but like I get to see what Christmas really is about. I get to see what Easter is really about. I thought they just had like an Easter bunny and there were just eggs (laughs) everywhere. It's the holiday for the Easter bunny and the eggs. Yeah, And so, um, you know, it's changed a lot for me. Uh, But I got to I got to grow into a lot of the things. Like, I actually learned Garba because of her. She learned it first. Yeah, what the heck? That's What's so backwards. That? That's so backwards, yeah. but... Um, but I think that um, this relationship has helped me grow into my culture even more, which is kind of weird because she's white. What do you feel... Like, how? Explain just a little bit more. Um, because... Like obviously, with the holidays and, like, events and everything. Mm-hmm. I would say... Just, like, understanding what I, like, feeling more comfortable as myself. Like, you have, I don't need the validation, but Hallie validated that, hey, I love you for who you are. I want you to be the real you. That is the biggest thing, I think, that I that has given me the confirmation to be like, okay. Words of affirmation. Exactly. At work. I have the ability to now, like, okay, like love myself for who I am and, and um, just taking full advantage and, and being my true self as an Indian American. Well, that was one thing. Like I remember when we first met, I mean, obviously this was so many years ago and we're both very different people from when we, you know, like who we were eight years ago. But I remember you to be a very different person. Mm-hmm. Things, yeah. it, it didn't seem, this is going to sound kind of cliche, it didn't seem like you really truly felt yourself and loved yourself and Mm -hmm. you're just you're very different back then and it's been a really beautiful thing to see you grow and evolve into the person you are today because i feel like you embrace your culture so much more we do things together we go to gerba and love going to gerba but like you want to learn which is so backwards that i'm teaching you gerba (laughs) it is what it is but you love to do that kind of stuff and we go we love going to indian restaurants we love going to family events we love doing like whatever we love doing all these things together and that makes me really happy to hear that i've 
helped you because I love your culture. It's mm-hmm. so different than mine. And we balance each other out in a lot of really good ways. Yeah. Like you get to learn about my stuff, my culture, my traditions, whatever. I get to learn about yours. And it's been a really beautiful balance of doing all that and just learning so much and growing together and evolving into the people that we are today in the sense that we both really embrace who we are yeah. now. I feel like we're really figuring out who we are. We really have been the last few mm-hmm. years. It's hard. It's not easy, but we've been doing it and it feels really good Yeah, to I, really fully embrace who you are as a person. Yeah. I think it's taken a while, but um, you really also have to have a partner that's willing to do that. There could be times, I mean, there, there, I've seen situations where some people will change themselves to make their partner happy. You know, mm. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen situations like, like that can happen too. And, and that is the complete opposite of what happened with us. Um, you, I feel like you made me into who I really am. And, um, sometimes, sometimes in relationships, um, you can become someone totally different to make them happy. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that being an interracial couple can teach you a lot of things, mm-hmm. but there are times where just any couple, it doesn't have to be interracial, but like you have to watch out for certain things. Like don't, don't try and change yourself because somebody else is telling you to change yourself. Um, if, if, if that's the direction you want to go, do what you want. But, um, I think that's something to definitely watch out for. Mm -hmm. So I guess the last piece of this, before we move on to some questions of the week is what is the biggest takeaway or like what piece of advice or what message do you want to give people who are going through situations like this, whether it be with their family, they're not super accepting of them Mm -hmm. being with somebody outside their culture, whatever it may be, what kind of advice do you have for them? So number one, if you are dealing with your family not being accepting of your significant other, which is very common, just do what you can to engage them with that person. Like, for example, I brought Hallie into the family by making her a photographer for an event. They kind of had an idea that I knew who this was and that she was my girlfriend, but they didn't know for a fact. Right. And so like I had her come as a photographer, they got to see what Hallie was, who she was, what she was all about. And, um, from there, at least they got that first introduction. Okay. And then when I went back to them, I was like, Hey, Hallie's coming over. And then they got another introduction and another introduction. Um, and then, you know, that whole wisdom teeth, situation happened where you ended up spending a lot of time with my mom. Um, She wasn't too happy at the beginning and then she was really happy by the end. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it just takes time and it takes a lot, a lot of work from the person on the other side. So for Hallie, it took her a lot of work. I was real persistent. And it was hard. And you got to really want it to be able to make it work. It is not easy at all to be in in a it's not easy to be in an interracial relationship where your parents aren't on the same page. Yeah. Now, if you remember in our last episode, uh, a very healthy relationship, Ronick and Arushi, both their parents love each other From and, the start. and and, yeah. and uh, love their the the um, uh, kids in both ways, and so that is the ideal situation. That is not what happens most times. That's not usually realistic, unfortunately. And so. You need to make sure that you try your best, but also don't force it on your parents. Um, if they don't accept it, it's going to be a tough road ahead. It's going to be tough. 
but just if you want it, you'll make it happen. Well, I think the you didn't ask me for my advice, but I have my advice. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I have here is if you're going through this situation, you need to ensure that your partner is 1,000% on the mm-hmm. same page with you because if you're going to go on this treacherous journey together, yeah. you got to stick together and you got to come out stronger on the other side. You have to be a team and you have to make it work. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to tear you two apart. And then who knows, you might not even end up together when you decide to embark on this journey of working together, being introduced into the family, doing all these things that are super hard. You guys need to be on the same page. And like, is this the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with that I'm very serious about, that I want to move in with, whatever it may be, you need to be very in sync with Mm -hmm. that person because it can go wonky it can be it can get go haywire wait what's the saying i don't know it can get really crazy basically just what i'm trying to say um and you definitely need to be on the same page with that person because it can just be really really difficult i agree it's difficult and um it's gonna be a long journey ahead but hey a long journey it uh we wish you luck it, it it um it's always worth it would you say I'm worth it, Hallie? Yes. Aww. I absolutely would say that. I think the biggest thing with me is that I knew very early on that I was very serious about mm-hmm. you and um, that that I was ready to work together with you so that we could do this together because I knew I knew you were worth it, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I knew you were worth it. I knew that you were my soulmate, that you were my person, that I wanted us to be together. I'm like, you know, this is not going to be easy, but whatever is easy you know nothing's ever really that simple in life Mm -hmm. and it's going to take some work i understand that uh there are going to be some good times there are going to be some bad times it might be just a big old roller coaster but it's going to be worth it in the end and here we are we love each other we're happy we're married we made it through it's a miracle it took a lot of time that's the thing you have to be very patient because it can take a lot of time and understanding um but overall, it's very worth it. If you know that they're your person, stick with it, and I promise it'll work mm-hmm. out. You just got to be on each other's team constantly. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. one of those things where um, in the end, it always it always works out in the end if you just keep going. Um, just just got to... Just gotta go with the go with the flow. Um, just like if you've ever watched The Big Sick, I think we've mentioned that a few times. Yeah. Um, Watch it. It's a good one. It's a realistic depiction of what you're going to go through. Um, it accurately portrays kind of the situation of the understanding on one side and then not understanding mm-hmm. from the other side and how they work together. Something really serious binds them together and they have to work through it and then they become closer and yep. are closer at the end. So it's a good movie. I highly recommend. But with that, Sakatu, we're going to move on to... Questions of the week. Questions of the week. Okay, let me pull these up on my phone. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me just note, in the last 30 days on our Instagram, we've reached 926,000 Instagram accounts. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. That's um, kind of crazy. That's insane. Okay, first question. <laughs> this is already a funny question. Um, do you guys read separate books or same books together? I don't read. There you go. There you have it. Skechi doesn't read. This is from I am Kareel, by the way. I, I uh, am Kareel. Yeah, that's Abhishek. I uh, I am 
I re- I, I listen to audiobooks that Hallie. We do listen to audiobooks yeah. together, actually. We do like to do that. When we're in the car, we're driving to work, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, like we can turn on an audiobook. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, we need to. We did just read Atomic Habits, though. So good. I'm not sure if we said that. We were talking about, on our last, last Questions of the Week podcast, we were talking about um, books that we listened to. And I think, I don't know if we'd finished Atomic Habits by then, but we finished it and it was great. So I highly so recommend good. that. Yeah. Yeah, there are lots of other ones out there. I really want to listen to, um, I think it's called Talk to Me Like You Love Me. I've brought that up on this podcast before, but I want to listen to that one too. So we need to get more into that. But I read books on my own. I have my own Goodreads account. Please add me on Goodreads. Thank you very much. I'm the only Hallie Patel on there. Um, You can check out what I'm reading, what I've read, my goals, whatever. K2 does not have that, but that's okay. He is slowly going to start probably getting into reading maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I like to watch YouTube videos. Yeah, don't we all? I know you got that YouTube premium. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do you? Oh my gosh. Do you have? Do you have a sister who is single? I do not. I all uh, all my sisters are married and have children. Yep. So not single. Next. There you go. How do you keep romance a part of your relationship while you live together and do life together? This is from Katie Aker. Oh. This um, is a great question, Katie. Thank you. Um, sometimes we lay on top of each other. That works. Um, that can... Sometimes we just stare, we, sometimes... Sometimes we sometimes stare we just at each take other. each other's tops off and we look at each other in the eyes. Uh, no, I think because we live with each other, there are things that we need, that we do separately that, that kind of help us. Like, I travel a lot, and so that, mm-hmm. it sucks, but it helps, you know whenever I come back and, and we get to talk about everything that just happened and, um, catch up on each other, uh, on each other's day. The other thing is like me and Hallie also work together in the same company, not like together, but like we work in the same company. It's very large. And so, um, even then, like it's hard, like we're, we're traveling to like, sometimes we'll go to work together. And even then, like when we're seeing each other all the time, the way that we kind of come back is we, First of all, this podcast, we take time with each other. This is an example of one quality time. One time. We go to coffee shops. We set a date night every single week. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those things are, are things that help us keep the uh, romanticness alive. Yeah. I think it's important to note, too, that you need, like, I think we talked about this literally in our last podcast, but you need to do things separately to be able to come together mm-hmm. at the end of the day and have things to talk about, things in common. Like, you have your things separately that you do, but you need to have your things together that you do. Yeah. And so on top of that, we also, like, we plan at least one date night every single week, mm-hmm. and that's something for us to look forward to. And so having that scheduled time is like, okay, we've blocked actual time out. Like, we can put our phones away. We can put away all the responsibilities that we have, like, in work, in our side business, like, in everything, yeah. in our house. Like, all of that. Put that away. We're just going to go on a date, the two of us, and we're just going to have a great time. Like, we're going to go to coffee. We're going to go to dinner. It doesn't even... Like, you don't even have to spend money. We can go on a picnic and just stare at each other. Yeah. Right? Love doing that. Uh, we could go to a park and walk. We can do... I mean, it, it, your date night can be whatever it's it endless. is. endless. Special to you guys. Yeah. It's endless. The possibilities are endless. The world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. But as long as you're going and scheduling time with your significant other, that's what we've found to be the most successful. Mm-hmm. Is that we put it on the calendar and we're not just scrambling at the last minute like, oh, do you want to go do something? No, like I already planned this out four or five days ago and we know what we're going to do. So 
I hope that answers your question, Katie. That's what we like to do. We like to just kind of be, we like to be spontaneous and do things, but we also like to plan things and do things together. Yeah, 100%. Boom. Next question. Oh, nothing to ask as I am a new follower, but you guys look so amazing together. Thank you. Oh, who said that? Parth. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're here. Welcome. Settle in. Grab your tea. Take a little sip. It's water today. Sorry. Um, Thank you for joining. We're happy that you're here. Please stick around. Next question. Ooh, paneer versus butter chicken. Who wins? Um, That's that's tough. I would say butter chicken because I like... Really? I like chicken. And so I know Hallie would like paneer for sure because she's a cheese girl. Love me some cheese. I love cheese. I love paneer. That was the first... Fun fact, that was actually the first Indian food that I ever tried. Isn't that crazy? It was paneer tikka masala. Wow. Paneer tikka masala. Crazy. That was the first time, I think it was in, was it 2017 or 2018? Mm-hmm. And it's changed my life. It was revolutionary. I would get that yeah. food like every from that specific restaurant, and then they had to change ownership, and then everything changed, and it was so upsetting. But we would get India Bistro so much. Yeah. It was so good. It was great. Good food. Oh, man, those were the days. India Bistro was my jam. Yeah paneer tikka from there like they would give it to me free sometimes we were besties they were oh my gosh i miss those days so much that's so sad it hasn't been the same since like right before covid i don't yeah. think everything's not been the same since oh COVID. i know it's so sad it's so sad when you go to having some kind of food consistently that tastes so good and then it just completely changes not that it's not good but it just changed anyways next question if there is one thing you would want from each other's culture, what would it be? Something that we'd want. I um, think, for I me, I, I, I have an answer to this. My family gatherings are always super small and don't last very long. Mm. I think one thing that I would enjoy is that if we, like, because my, fa- well, my family's just small. So I think, I don't know, having, but having more a sense of community of, like, I don't know. I also don't like to surround myself with people, though. So maybe this isn't isn't a good answer. I wish. Uh, I don't know. I wish that white people like to dance as much as Indian people like to dance. Let oh, me say that. Facts. Like at Gerba, like you will never see white people at Gerba or like have their own kind of dance thing or like I, I don't know how to explain it. But I'm just con- I'm just comparing our two weddings to the Hindu wedding that we had, like the reception. Think about the dancing at that versus yeah, it's pretty the nuts. Christian wedding that we had. Like, just imagine. Oh, you yeah. can watch our videos. Um, dancing was great at both. I but, love my white no, I folk. Get it. I just, I wish, I wish that we danced a little bit more. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, for me, I guess that we could say that I wish um, we, it, I, I wish it, so it, in at least her family, I've seen that they talk about their feelings a lot. That does not happen in my household. So maybe like that that aspect of it, maybe it's not every single cult, maybe it's not every single one of like white people, but like, you know, from your culture at least. I know that you guys talk about love, you talk about um like we just feelings. say, you "Okay, talk- bye, I love you." Yeah, like, I don't do that. Yeah. You guys, your family likes to give side hugs. No. Frontal hug. Come in here. Get in. Let yeah. me hug you. Let me squeeze you. Yeah. I'm a big hugger. I'm yeah. a big hugger. Big Sorry, time I interrupted hugger. you. But no, I yeah. get it. Well, I mean, yeah, I remember, so not to be off topic a little bit, but I remember when we first started, like, hanging out and dating and whatever, 
you were real awkward in your affection towards me. Yeah. It was really hard for you to show me that you cared about me, it, which is so interesting because your biggest love language now is physical touch and words of affirmation and all the things that I feel like have changed in you mm-hmm. over time as you've gotten to be a little closer to me who, like, I just say what I'm feel Like, I... Like, I compliment you, and I, I'm very sincere about it, and I'm very, like, get in here, hug me. Like, I showed you, I feel like, a lot of love, because that's what I, like, I just was surrounded in that. Like, we're my family's a bunch of huggers, a bunch of lovers, mm-hmm. like, all these things. And so I feel like that has impacted our relationship a little bit in a good way more so yeah. that you, like, you hug me more, yeah. and you touch me more, and you, like, tell me things more, whereas you were a little bit more awkward and reserved definitely Not awkward. that's no i just didn't like share much back then i kept a lot to myself which is understandable yeah shy very shy You're shy little I've boy i've always been a little shy kid <laughs> not anymore not anymore baby <laughs> no way you, you can't say that you were super shy because what grade was it that you would get kicked out of class for talking third grade well i wasn't i was still go. shy it's just i love to talk I was shy. That kind of... Like, to meeting new people, but, like, I love to talk. Like, I could talk for hours. Do you still feel like you love to talk? Yeah, I love it. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big talker. Big talker. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing, because sometimes I don't like to talk. Yeah, I could talk a lot. Yeah. You kind of have to have that balance, though. Like, one of you needs to like to talk, and one maybe is a little bit more reserved. I don't know. Which one would you... Would you say you're more the talker and Um, more reserved? You're... Um, I don't know how I should answer that question. No, it, it, okay, well, it wasn't going to be offensive until you said it like that. Um, I think that you talk, um, I'm not saying you talk a lot, I'm just saying you talk. You talk a good amount. I think we both talk a good amount. Okay, can I just say one thing that has stuck with me for years, and you know what I'm going to say. Oh my god. This was, we haven't, we'd been dating like maybe six months and I don't even know how this came up. I don't know why it would come up. I still don't understand it years later. You, I said, I asked you something about myself. Oh, I said, which I kind of I, I kind of put myself in the situation. I fully admit to that now. But I said, what's one thing that you find annoying about me? And you said, oh, well, sometimes you ask too many questions. And I took that as, Listen. okay, so I talk too much. Bye-bye. <laughs> I okay, hung up and I did was, not talk to you the rest of the night. That was bad. That was bad on my part. That was um, bad. I mean, I put myself there, but then you really just you listen, gave it to me. I, get, I, was, I was so stupid because you were asking me these questions because you wanted to get to know me more. You wanted to like yeah. love me more. And <laughs> I was like shutting her down. And I, I felt so bad after I said it. Like, my my intrusive thoughts got to me before I could think about what I was saying. Yeah, they did. And so let's end that conversation now. Next question, please. Okay, I got a few more questions. Chai versus coffee. Who Chai. Wins? I don't like coffee. That's kind of tough for me. I don't know. I kind of ebb and flow. But I will say chai. Yes. So, okay. Can so we good. talk about that for a second? Because, like, we say half best cha. Like, chai. Chai. Cha. Cha, chai. Like, people say it differently. I don't really know how to say it. I'm kind of finding myself there. No, it's, <laughs> like, chai know. is known more worldwide. Cha is Indian. So should we say half past chai? No. Why does that feel wrong? That no, feels wrong. we're always going to say half past cha, but the title is going to be half past chai because that's just what it's known as. Okay. Okay? 
Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of finding myself there. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out what I what I want to do with that because... I, I get it. I, I don't know. Because everybody says different things. And then we have people say, like, oh, why do you say cha? Or, like, why don't you say cha? Like, why do you say it a certain way? And I'm like, I... I don't know. We've kind of done it and stuck with it. Nobody knows what cha is here. So we can't okay. like say cha. We can't say chai. Like I feel like I'm super white. I feel so bizarre saying cha. Yeah. Cha. 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 <laughs> cha. Like I don't know what I mean. I feel so stupid sometimes saying it. I like don't. I don't know. So I guess like. Every time when you ask me, like, the intro is going to be, like, welcome to Half Past Chat. Like, that's yeah. that's always going to stay the same. But I think when people ask me, I'm just going to say chai from now on. Chai. Half Past Chai? chai. No. no. No, 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 Like, in general, like, oh, what do you drink on your show? We drink chai. Mm. Chai. Cha. Ch- see, do, okay, but see, do you say see where cha. I'm confused? Well, then when do I say chai? Never. But you just said. It's more known here, yes, but... Like oh it's just using the life out of me. You should. We should start teaching everybody to say. Chai. All right, everybody, comment. What do you say? Oh my god. <laughs> because I need help. I don't know what to say. I'm confused. I'm having a life crisis. I don't know. Okay, last question. How's life? <laughs> this is from How's Armani. <laughs> oh, life is great. Um, our our podcast is doing amazing, which is amazing. Like we have been <laughs> it's able amazing. to. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, we've been able to reach so many people and it's just taking off, which is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, amazing. Well, with that, I kind of want to transition to the last few things that we wanted to talk about. We recently went on a fantastic trip to DC and New York, New York city. New York city. Okay. You went Jersey, New York to so British. Good. That made absolutely no sense. New York. We went to New York. Yeah, it was good. In the Bronx. All in the right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love that movie. I can't stop watching the newest one. Anyways, we wanted to talk a little bit about our trip to New York mm-hmm. because it was, it was fabulous. Uh, I've never met so many amazing people. And can we just say how much we love the city? It was so fun. Oh my and it God. was there was like infinite amount of things to do. We were never bored for a second. We were always Not doing something, meeting bit. people. Um, Going places, walking. We walked a little too much, but we walked so um, much. I think that New York is like, man, it makes you want to like just go all in on everything. It just inspires you. It's like the uh, Alicia Keys song. This, this, the lights will inspire, or like it'll make you feel brand new. These lights will inspire you. Whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. true. It resonates with me a little bit now, a lot more so now that I've been there. I've already just heard so many bad things about New York. I didn't see a single bad thing. Well, we probably weren't there long enough to be fair. Yeah. I know. I mean, there are bad things every place, right? Mm-hmm. But I just, I think, I don't know. It was just so vibrant and colorful and welcoming. And for the kind of stuff that you and I like to do, it is the place to be. We went to the biggest B&H store in the world. I almost cried. It was so beautiful. It was amazing. We went to the B&H camera. Is it the camera? Like, it has all camera kinds of photo, tech in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. We had a great time in there. We looked at our dream podcast setup, which is... So expensive. Yeah. But, hey, it would really up our game. Yeah, it would. If you want to um, sponsor us in any way, we <laughs> did add a little donation thing now, if you are um, uh, on Spotify. But... 
yeah, it's one of those things where um, eventually we'll have a proper setup, but it's yeah. going to take a minute. But speaking of New York, um, just wow. I mean, truly, that's all I have to say. Wow. We were there for like four days. Wait. We were there for Wait, three, Saturday, three nights, Monday. four days. Yeah, three nights, four days. And it was not long enough. Like, I love India. This is my home. I've grown up here my whole life. But I cannot even begin to explain how depressed I've been since we've been back. I've never felt this way either. Like, um, just like being here. There's, we, we live in the middle of nowhere. And um, I've always loved it. Like, I'm always like, oh, no, I'm never going to move out of, like, the suburbs. Like, I always, like, there's no way I'll ever live in a city. It's too expensive. And it's like, it's such not worth it. And then I went to New York and I was like, wow. I get it. I 100% get why people spend the money to live here. Um, just makes sense. Um, but yeah. It's crazy that we both feel that way. Yeah. And we've been thinking about it nonstop. It's been really difficult to not think about it. They always, like, people always say that when you get home from a trip, like, oh, the post trip, post trip depression is real, blah, blah, blah. I've never understood that because no. the kind of locations that we've always been to, like, especially this was our anniversary trip, the kind of places we've gone to, like Hawaii, we go to Florida, we go to California, like, we go to places where I'm like, this is hot for me. Like, this place is too hot. Like, it's too tropical. It's too relaxing. I hate relaxing. I'm yeah. so bad at it. And being able, having the, the ability to go to some place, truly the city that never sleeps unreal i enjoyed it so much i think like i was saying it's so diverse it's so vibrant there's so much going on there are so many coffee shops i love my coffee there are so many parks that we could just go sit and chill at like i know it's wild i know it's crazy i know there's so much going on but there's something about the city if you watch casey neistat's videos about why he loves new york city that is exactly how i feel and i was only there for <laughs> like four days I'm, yeah. i don't know that i've ever been so passionate about something mm -hmm. i want to find reasons to go back whether that be to visit to have work there to do whatever i will do oh my gosh what i would do to, to be in new york city yes yeah Eventually, I mean, I would love to go out there more often, but, you know, it's it's definitely hard, and um, we'll find a reason if we have to. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are some things we're thinking about. I don't know. But overall, we just, we love the city. We loved the kind of people there. We love, because, like, nobody cares. Like, everybody just does their own thing. And so, like, Saketu vlogging, us taking pictures, nobody bats an eye. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a normal thing. And, like, here... I love it here. Again, this is my home, and it's always going to be such a special place to me. But here, people just are, like, so judgmental if you're doing that kind of thing. They're yeah. like, what? What are you doing? Or, like, they just constantly stare. New York, nobody cares. Nope. It's beautiful. I love it's it. It's a beautiful thing. And I think we fit in pretty well yeah. there. I enjoyed it. I, I'm, it's the best thing. We got to meet so many oh, of you there. That was so cool. That was insane. Like, we yeah. were we, the, the fact that people even knew who we were, that's crazy to me. It was... Like, I think I mentioned this earlier, but we met people, like, on the subway, just walking around. Um, like, after dinner one time, we met, we met like, ten people, and they're like, oh, my God, like, hi, guys. You're the you're podcast and your TikTok and all that stuff. And it was just so neat to be able to connect with people because here, I mean, we, we don't typically see too many people because it's so spread out. Yeah. Like, um, we, don't, we don't typically see too many people that we get to talk to with like a lot of people that watch us on discord or whatever it may be or like locate in different parts of the country or the world or whatever so just to be able to connect with the people who like our stuff mm -hmm. and want to have a cool conversation like that was 
so amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, it, was it was inspiring for sure. It makes it us want to keep going. Yeah. Very so thank you guys for that. Thank you guys so much. We would not be here without you. We love you guys. This is amazing. Um, it, it, just this podcast and TikTok and everything that we've been doing and putting out has been a wild and amazing ride. And yeah. just to see people who that resonates with on our trip was fantastic. So with that, I want to talk about just a little bit of our plans for the podcast. We actually have some big news, something we did yesterday. What did we do? We have a website. What? We actually finally got the domain halfpastjaw.com. www.halfpastjaw.com. So there's nothing on there right now. I mean, you'll see. It's in the works. It's in the works. Um, We're going to have areas to submit stories and submit questions. Um, That's going to be the main use of the website. And then also um, just a one-stop shop for everything podcast related, uh, which is going to be nice. So like if if people don't know if they want to use Spotify, if they don't know if they want to use YouTube, everything will be living on that page, Mm -hmm. um, making it easier for people to go to. We'll have our... our, It'll just um, be linked in our bios. We'll have our like why, like why do we have this podcast? We'll have all that explanation. We'll have more information about me and Hallie. Um, and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good way to get out there more. We might even be able to do more like stories, blogs in mm-hmm. a way, um, which would be wonderful, I think. Yeah. So stay tuned. Hopefully you guys like the site. It's not done yet, but we have a lot of done. things coming. We have a lot of things for this podcast in the future coming and we're really, really excited about yeah. it. Which Super is crazy excited. that we even have the opportunity to say that because yeah. when we started this podcast in January, it's totally for fun. Yeah, nothing it serious. It is still for fun. But like, I want to take this a lot more seriously now, um, and I think that I can't believe it's grown this much in just a year. It's amazing. I um, mean, really, it blows me away. Yeah. It's just the coolest thing. Um, having a community, having just such a great audience of people that like our stuff and like Mm -hmm. with that it's growing your youtube channel and so you get a lot more love and support on your youtube videos that you you are very passionate about and just yeah the people we've been able to meet the things we've been able to do we're only excited to keep going up from here so thank you all to everybody thank you guys for listening to another podcast episode of half past jaw and as always we'll see you next time at Half past chai. Half past chai. Not chai. Chai.